The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Greetings and welcome back everyone to the Angry Chicken. I'm Garrett, joined as always by Willie Dills and Jocelyn. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing excellent. Enjoying the uh, enjoying the new Hearthstone meta. And not a, and not finding any major problems yet because they fixed snip snap thank you yeah there was some there was some weirdness yesterday apparently but uh overall my experience which has almost entirely been today has been great yeah i played a little last night and first deck i jumped into was the mech paladin because i was like i think this was already a pretty good deck and it's probably even better now and yep it's good turns out turns out christology a card that was already good Sure. is better when you make it better <laughs> yeah and the holy wrath paladin by the way i have seen people playing in the uh in the the pro stuff the uh what you call the grandmaster Grandmasters? stuff <laughs> yeah yeah whatever the that pro, thing. hearthstone yeah. pro stuff that we've been talking about forever <laughs> uh yeah and and now i mean just having it for one mana means the ability to like do something on turn one that instantly starts because i you know i found playing and then the mech paladin it's just like oh i have a turn one play now which that deck really didn't have you know because like yeah you could drop like one of your one cost mechs on one but you don't really want to do that because they're all the magnetic things right mm-hmm. so now it's just like oh on turn one i just start setting myself up and it's like something that you know the, the aggro decks have and the other mid-range decks didn't have is that turn one play it's pretty sweet card is maybe broken maybe <laughs> it, yeah it's um isn't it going to be hilarious when they just revert the nerf when they're like and it's and it's uh it's era, it revert the buff and they're like and it's nerfed and we're like no it's just the way it used to be now if they nerf the buff would they give us a dust refund yeah i would i would assume I they would. that's interesting i don't well, know yeah because if you don't have it now you're definitely if you didn't have it before this buff you're definitely yeah, crafting it after it this now. buff yeah. right so you're spending the you're spending the dust which means you're spending the full dust you know, or maybe you're just buying a bunch of packs. Whatever the case is, there's a good <laughs> chance that if you didn't have Christology already, you definitely have it now. Sure, absolutely. So I'm uh, I'm thinking that maybe a lot of people are going to bring this Paladin deck now to the Taco, mm. which I fixed, and you can definitely <laughs> sign up for now. Which <laughs> that's apparently, we- yeah, the deck submission de- deadline had not been changed, so it made it so that people couldn't sign up. So I had gotten a tweet about it, and somebody in the Discord. Uh, notified me and then Gary you said something about it and I I thought I'd fixed it but apparently it had not now it definitely works I had somebody like log in sign up it's definitely working so uh, people can uh, can sign up now for the taco you'll find the Battlefy link in on the Patreon page patreon.com slash TAC and the actual tournament is on the 15th at 12 o'clock central time boom rad yeah which means uh because it was literally impossible to sign up there's a lot of slots left so yes <laughs> head on over to the angry chicken patreon it is a public post for everyone so patreon.com slash tac is a link right there doesn't matter if you're a patron or not 
you can get in, sign up, and compete for cards. We're giving 15 card back card packs away to six players. Uh, first through fourth place all get a bundle of 15 card packs. Uh, Dills, you have a bounty on your head for 15 card packs, so if someone mm-hmm. runs into you with your meme decks and beats you, which somehow didn't happen last time. Yeah, I ended up having to randomly give that one away, but that was with Conquest. I feel like in Specialist, I can bring something really bad and definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I want like one of your secondary or tertiary to at least be like super try hard for your weird meme deck. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Don't just well, give it away. I'm going to do something that's like shouldn't work. And then I'm going to try to play it as good as I can. You know what I mean? Well, like I'll take yeah. like a tier four thing, throw some more meme stuff into it and then try my best. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, lots of packs up for grabs. Also, we give uh, 15 packs away randomly to just someone who didn't get in the top four uh, just for participating. So again, patreon.com slash TAC. As of this moment, it's the most recent post. If you're listening to this on a download, the most recent post will probably be for this episode. Just scroll down one one little post on the Patreon. It's right there. Go sign up or look for Rise of Taco on, uh, on your <laughs> Battlefy. Um, you may notice that uh, at least Joss and I, although Joss, your, yours isn't in frame, uh, are on new mics this week. Um, and that's that's because uh, Rode uh, hooked us up. Turns out uh, someone over at Rode that goes by Juju Bear on BNet is a big Angry Chicken fan and was like, hey, would you like some uh, some microphones and audio interfaces from Rode? And we were like, that sounds lovely. Please send them over. And they did. And I finally I don't know about you, Joss, but this weekend was studio teardown and rebuild weekend over at uh casa de wines earl so i love that you took a weekend to do it i literally woke up this morning because i've been traveling i've been in dallas for a week so i literally woke up this morning was like okay i've got like an hour i gotta get this done let's go and it was it was easy actually it's it's pretty much as plug and go as you could possibly get and i think it sounds great yeah i'm i'm really impressed with it uh, I've, I've been using the same stuff for a while. And so I do not switch lightly, but you know, road road hooked us up and I, I put it through its paces over the weekend was really happy, uh, with it. So here's thanks to road they they're, they're like, we're not, we don't need to sponsor you. You don't need to do a proper read or anything, but we're going to give them a shout out anyway, because that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. This is, this is amazing. You would it's think, great. It, I feel so pro now. <laughs> yeah. I, I do too, because we, I, we, we finally got a hookup. Like folks are probably like, Oh, you're checking. Yeah. You're like super famous. You get free stuff all the time. Well, we don't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really awesome. That road sent this over deals. I hear yours is still in the mail, but, uh, yeah, mine is coming, but, uh, I'm very excited. I, I've, I've used road stuff in the past. The road mics are always, uh, part of the toolkit in any studio you'll you'll definitely see a lot of those that brand there so i'm excited to uh get these new products that they're making which are very pod podcast specific mm-hmm. um like the idea here is like there's podcasters out there and there's not really a tool made for them and uh that's what this is so yeah i yeah. you know that's what i'm gonna use it for so i'm <laughs> like okay a product targeted at what i'm doing sweet yeah you know, so- it's, in the past it's always been like take you know professional recording gear and then make it work for podcasts yeah, and try to figure it out. And that was yeah. always my biggest problem is that like, I was trying to do things that I didn't quite understand because I don't have an audio background. So I'm like, um, I'll turn this knobby a little bit and turn this other <laughs> knobby a little bit and hope that that works. And yeah. this is just like, do you want this thing to happen? Yes yeah, or yeah. no. <laughs> oh, would you like to plug a phone in? Well, here's a little picture of a phone. Where yeah. it's <laughs> Jocelyn level audio and I love it. 
Uh, <laughs> That's I, great. I, yeah. If anyone's wondering what the what the heck the audio interface is, because it's something you never see on screen if you're watching video, it's the Rodecaster Pro. Uh, I, I I have been very skeptical of, of podcast branded audio interfaces, uh, but I'm super happy with this. So if you're looking at it, uh, stamp of approval. And thanks again to Rode. Uh, now there's a lot to talk about because the rise of Mac has uh, has dawned. It is here. It has ri- the Macs have risen. The Macs have risen. Yeah, they rose. Yeah, so they rose. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's uh, let's get into this week's Hearthstone news. News, everyone. <laughs> so the rise of Mac Patch is here. Went live yesterday. For desktop users, uh, if you go on yeah. Reddit, you will think that uh, mobile not happening at the same time is the worst thing that has ever <laughs> happened in the history of man. Yeah, Blizzard literally like stabbed these people in the stomach or something. It's like, Jesus, man, it's just not on your phone yet. It's yeah. <laughs> calm down. They noticed an issue with Arena that probably pushed things back a little bit, which I guess was just fuel to the fire because the most top voted comment was like, this is just embarrassing. You've got bugs <laughs> and it's not on mobile yet. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, there's a lot of the small indie company memes going around and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It's uh you know, it's it's a it's a big patch, man. Yeah, Some man, because because every other video game studio with billions of dollars is nailing it right now. Anthem yeah. is perfect. <laughs> Artifact is the best card game that's ever been released. <laughs> like, man, there, there's also a lot uh, in this that wasn't just the buffs. So yeah. uh, to me, it made a lot of sense that there was some issues. And I, to me, and also, I'm glad that if something is wrong, because apparently, like, there's stuff like. Um, I guess like lackeys weren't being generated in arena or weird little things had started to crop up. It's like, yeah, I'd rather them just take that down mm-hmm. rather than rather than like have- you pick a card that's supposed to have a powerful effect. And then you get into your arena game that you paid yeah. for in one way or another. And then it's like, Oh, that didn't give me the lackey. All right, then <laughs> like, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> this is the kind of response that I want from yeah. my blizzard. <laughs> I want them to like, be like, okay, mobile's not ready yet. Don't push it. Yeah. Like don't push it live until it is, you know, but I didn't know that like I, you know, I was at work and I was checking on my phone. Okay. Is Christology still cost two? Yes, it does. Um, and then when I got home last night, it actually did start working. So I did play a couple of games on my phone as I was going to bed. What I don't understand is like, how does that reconcile? Are you only playing against other mobile players at that point? Is, Cause it can't throw you in. That against- is, yeah. That's weird. That's right? Like, that is how it's worked in the past, though. If uh, like if you don't if you don't patch or update or whatever, then you're in a pool with other players who haven't. I had updated. no yeah, idea that that was something that this game has the capability of doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I can't remember which uh, I can't remember, but I know it was definitely in the past. At some point, there was some patch that like was they did the same sort of thing where mobile was available a little bit later. So they had like anyone on the old patch on an old patch server and new patch on new patch stuff. So you yeah. couldn't queue in and have like cards costing different for different players in the same game or anything. So I do remember the very, very back in the day when they changed something about arena and you could still have like, if you had drafted your arena deck before, you like mm. still had cards that like weren't available anymore. And I like, feel like that was like the very first change they ever made they, to arena, whatever that change was. And then they, they were like, like, Oh wait, uh-oh. cards. Yeah. 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 Some people still had the banned cards. It was yeah. like, oh, we shouldn't do it this way anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've, they've retired that and, and and created the arena ticket. We figured it out, everybody. Well, now <laughs> that they literally are going to change arena every couple months, which also happened in this patch. Um, mm-hmm. 
they have to have a system in place, right? Because this is going to happen pretty commonly. Yep. Yeah. And so arena was down, uh, for most of yesterday. Uh, I believe the, this post went up at 10 30 Pacific time. So this has been real late for me. And apparently arena was fixed shortly after that. Yeah. It's uh, back up now. I yeah. actually logged in and drafted a deck just to kind of see, you know, what the new sets kind of look like. Cause basically now it's all the mech stuff, right? we got the GVG, uh, was what, what else? Turn uh, grand tournament is in there. Um, it's just it's a very it's, uh, it's classic right basic GVG TGT Karazhan is in there one night in Karazhan mm-hmm. uh, Boomsday and Rise of Shadows yeah lots of mechs mm-hmm. yep. yep which I'm very curious to see how that shakes out because obviously certain classes are more mech focused than others right uh, so the classes that aren't are they going to suffer or is there or are the balance like the the small like changes that they make to card offerings and buckets gonna even things out obviously like the first few days it's like the wild west whenever they do this but uh i don't really care i understand that i just want like in a week's time things to kind of shake out a little bit but have they said yet if they're going to like keep these um pairings of sets the same over time like so oh like we could ever come back to the could we, will we have this again yeah exactly i don't know if they've i don't think they've said anything like that i i my understanding is that it's just going to be different every time but i guess eventually you're going to run out of combinations right you'll have to i guess so but like yeah. i'm just i'm thinking of like all of the like just arena helper third-party people who have to every two months go back through all of this and try to figure out you know what's good what's bad you know and yeah merps and walked just actually that they had updated their tier list i'm just like these guys these poor guys yeah now they have to do this every two months yeah i I, yeah i I gotta assume that on their end they're seeing enough return on their investment to to do it right like uh, it drums up interest, there's right? Not, mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is there is competition, but there's not that much competition. Um, I mean, hell, last week we didn't... Not that they were... Not that they were uh, the, the leaders in, in arena tier listing, but like we didn't even talk about last week. Hearthbone's gone. Hearthbone is, oh, is, yeah. is gone the way of Hearthbone the dodo. Um, so, if, so like if anything, and, and, and they're not the first Hearthstone website to kind of you know go bye-bye, but they are one of the biggest... Um, well, I, to me, uh, uh, so the, the people who are actually running it apparently went off and made their own site uh, called something.card. I can't remember what it's called, but the, the, like, the actual like, developers who are working on it are still going to kind of have a similar version of it. It's just Curse, who was funding the whole thing, decided to stop funding a bunch of different websites. Well, they got yeah. purchased by Fandom, didn't they? Or am I getting confused? I heard that else? it was cursed still. Oh, okay. So, Is it still cursed? I don't know. Yeah. Fan, fan, it felt like fandom was just buying everything else up, but I didn't know. I didn't but, know that. The, yeah, they basically just, it was not like just Hearthbone. It was a whole bunch of sites that were like, no, we don't, we're not giving money to this anymore. So they're shutting down. But to be honest, in the world of HS replay, sites like Hearthbone, I don't know if they're as necessary anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. at some point, like something kind of ends up in that top slot because. There's, you know, 15 different sites that do kind of the same thing. Do we well, need especially, doing the same thing? 
Yeah. And once HS Replay kind of came along and was working with Hearthstone Deck Tracker and then everything was just kind of auto uploaded to the website, it just became so much easier than, you know, even with deck codes going over to Hearthpone and posting things and writing up guides and stuff like nobody ever really did that so much anymore. And it was more just on the Hearthpone staff to maintain that kind of stuff. So, I mean, when it came to actually finding new decks and discovering archetypes and and finding even like uh, Hearthpone didn't even have like win rate stats. It was just, this is my deck upvote, downvote type. Yeah. Upvote, downvote my yeah. deck. I never trusted decks. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean like the, the alternative with stats tied to it was just kind of better for that purpose. So they still had news, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I definitely, once I started using uh, HS replay a lot more then I, I stopped doing, uh, Hearthpone as much, so yeah. sorry yeah. for not driving traffic. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's all right. They always posted Value Town instead of us, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the new site is out of dot cards, which is a very oh, okay. strange URL, but okay. <laughs> out of dot cards, got it. Out I'm gonna look it up and see what it looks like. Okay, yeah, yeah sure, cool. The cool. thing, well, it's rad. I was unaware of this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I, speak to it. I just, you know, like I, 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 I'm with you on that. Hearthpo just kind of made its way out of my peripheral. Like I didn't really look there for stuff anymore. But I do think that uh, someone in the chat um, said it's hard. Oh yeah, here you go. Uh, Leon Lewis GJ says it's harder to find dumb decks on HS Replay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If you're looking up a meme deck. Mm. that's difficult because they filter out anything with like not enough games played. Right. Yeah. Right. So. That, that's um hearthpone from a deck uh, sharing aspect felt very much like a community. Whereas HSP yeah. play because of the nature of its service feels very clinical. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I like clinical. I like numbers and stats and stuff like that. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> what I tend to gravitate towards. Uh, but um, you're, you're absolutely right. And in the early days, my God, I lived on hearthpone. Sure. Mm-hmm. And still, I still used it during, if people are mentioning reveal season too. I used it almost exclusively during reveal season. Well, but even reveal season, the official Hearthstone website has gotten much better. It has gotten it's much better. It used to be yes. trash. <laughs> oh no, it used to be terrible, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like um, Hearthpone, the way it used to be with like decks and doing reveal stuff that they did very, very well. It's like, well, now we have other services like the play Hearthstone website is obviously the official Hearthstone website. It's the official place to get things. And then you've got HS replay that we just talked about both kind of doing what Hearthpone was doing, but a little bit, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily want to say better, but better. You want to say better. Come on. Better, better for me, <laughs> better, better for me and what I'm looking better for. Better for you. There you yes. go. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last bastion for me was uh, translated cards, leaked cards that would always show up on Hearthpone before it would show up on the official. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Collection and whatnot. So if you're, you know, if you were us and you didn't want the the instant correction by chat room of wait, you didn't talk about fluffy whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're just like wait, well, okay, I, I didn't see it. Sorry. Okay. So you know, a lot of times it was just a safer bet to go with a fan site like Hearthpone just to have everything, even the stuff mm-hmm. that. Blizzard didn't think English speakers were ready for yet. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so side segment there. Sad to see it go, um, but mm-hmm. glad, glad to see that the team is carrying it on and, and, and off, to, uh, off to their own, you know, make it their own. So um, 
excited for him. Uh, anyways, before we get into the patch itself, because there was more to this than just buffs and getting a free legendary, let's thank our patrons supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. If you like the Angry Chicken, what we're, what we're putting out into the world, and you ever thought to yourself, boy... I would like to pay for something that I don't have to. Well, patreon.com slash DAC is the best way to do that. If you want to kick a dollar in an episode, $5 in an episode, you know, we'd like to retire, kick in like a million dollars an episode just for like, you know, (laughs) a month. Uh, You can do that over patreon.com slash TAC. And we really appreciate the support, everybody. Uh, And to some of our newer patrons, Patrick W. and Martin VH. I like to think it's Van Helsing. Uh, Mm, We cannot thank you enough. So uh, thanks for the support, everybody. And check out patreon.com slash TAC to support the show, but also to go sign up for Taco and win yourself some card packs. So let's move into patch uh, 14.4. If you haven't logged in already, uh, make sure you go do that so you get your golden snip snap. Guys, I didn't realize how much I would be annoyed by having to type snip snap uh, with... (laughs) A number one and a number with four. A one and a four. <laughs> I realized I could just type it and it would be fine and I would move on with, you know, my my life and probably read it phonetically and it would be fine and everyone knows what I'm talking about. But I, I like to be on brand. I like to be in universe. And uh, it's getting to me already just on today's episode, typing up notes. But yeah, go get your golden snip snap. Really good card. <laughs> yeah mechs were already working too good (laughs) maybe too good i don't know so so far the meta doesn't seem to be broken but it's early it it seems like they really want us to be fighting for board position with minions right so mechs are and magnetizing are a really really good way of doing that so i i'm cool with like flood the boardy magnetize mech type decks for now but i don't want this to be hearthstone forever (laughs) yeah you know i will say this though like i feel like hearthstone is just in a really good spot right now overall and so one concern i had was okay we were having a pretty good time before the buffs like oh god i hope these buffs don't break everything Mm -hmm. but the little i played last night it just kind of felt like new like more new decks were introduced and it didn't make other things go away. Yeah. It didn't make anything like broken. It just made things like the mech paladin is like now a thing. Right. And to me, like I, and I played against a, a mage where I was like doing all these crazy mech magnetized things. And then they did like this insane, uh, you know, cyclone turn. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like we're both doing crazy stuff, but it feels like there's counterplay to it. Right. And, I was like, I, that's what I want my Hearthstone to feel like. I want it to feel like I can do really cool stuff, not like plop down a minion that costs exactly this on each turn and then take a value trade. It's like, no, I also want there to be interesting things, right? Yeah. And magnetic and, you know, um, making your cyclone cost zero and generating a bunch of spells and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it all feels like very good right now to me. Um, and if these buffs, at least, if they don't break anything, They've introduced a lot of new cool stuff, right? Yeah. Thanks to the community, we, we they, the, the OTK was caught before it went out into the world. So that like that, that's something we would have shown up on today's episode and been like, and it's broken. Uh, yeah. Nothing <laughs> feels completely broken. Uh, you know, just in my play today, it does seem like this has had a, a pretty strong effect on the meta, but it's day one. Every, I think more people are going to be wanting to try the new stuff uh, versus, you know, not. So that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of curious. I'm really curious what this is going to feel like next week. 
You know, when, sure. when we get together next Tuesday and we talk about this, uh, what, what, what is the meta really going to feel like? Because there's a lot of decks that I think are going to be just fine and still are just fine that aren't going to utilize any of the buffed cards. It's not like every class in the game is suddenly just going to be like, and I'm a mech deck now. Yeah. 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 No, it, yeah. It, and it, it does feel to me like uh, the things that I was concerned about aren't that bad. Like, you know, Christology being one, yeah, it's good. That's really good. Maybe too good, but the Paladin deck itself feels like it's in a balanced spot in the meta, right? So it's like these things like, yeah, that card might be good, but there's 30, 30 cards in your deck, not just these two. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for stuff to be powerful, right? Like, you know, we don't need everything to be exactly on parity. We do want powerful stuff out there. So yeah, I don't know. It's all fine so far. Do we think we're going to see any type of, uh, well, I don't know. It's hard. To, I guess it's a hard, hard thing, but it does. It, it feels different right now because of how many changes we just got back to back over the course of the past two weeks between the nerfs. And now this week with the buffs uh, last year, let's see. Boomsday project was expansion number two last year, right? That came out August 7th. So pretty early August uh, rise of shadows actually came out a little bit earlier than the Witchwood this year by like four days i think three days earlier um so if, if we're going into the first week of august for for expansion number two do we think we're going to see any more adjustments between now and the expansion two for 2019 i think so yeah i don't like i don't think that they'll hold off i think if there's something that's broken or something that needs changing i think they would absolutely go and look at it but i think right now everything feels pretty good like i'm i'm on board with you guys like nothing seems necessarily broken broken um so but i think if over time like because again you said this is day one so i think over time if something seems to be too dominant i think we'll absolutely see some more balance changes because it's still like what two months potentially away so yeah, i think much. we'll still see something yeah two yeah. months yeah so I'm, I'm interested to see, cause to me, it looks like there's, um, like Dilsey said, there's nothing that's gone away, which means we basically just have more options now. I'm curious to see what grandmasters looks like. Um, maybe not even potentially this weekend, but next weekend, once they have some time to play test some decks, because yeah. that's kind of the format that is meant to mirror ladder in blizzard's eyes. So I'm curious to see if we start to see some changes and some variety in more so than we have now. I know that there's some variety, but I'm hoping that there isn't just like one best thing to do and that we see some, some variants since the nerfs, there's definitely been variety in specialists. Um, so I, and I got to say, I missed this last weekend. I was doing dream hack stuff, so I missed it, but Oh, it was really good. There was like all sorts of decks. Yeah. This was actually the best grandmasters week that I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, there was, <laughs> I love how you say it. it's the best I've ever watched. It's like, ever. it's been around for three weeks. No, but I mean, it, you know, there, it was problematic the first week when it, it was, was, Oh my God. The first week was that. really bad. The first week made me think that I wasn't going to watch grandmasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, if this is what it's like every week, I just know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I threw it on. I, I just threw on like YouTube replays of it or whatever. And, mm-hmm. And and uh, my plan was to just watch, I think it was like Purple Played Zelay or something like that, where I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's like a grudge match, you know, two friends mm-hmm. going at it. And then I just <laughs> let it auto play a bunch more matches and was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like everyone's playing cool stuff all of a sudden. Good. Uh, so, yeah. And I don't think that these buffs will end. 
suddenly zero in on something uh, because they're they're two buffs to each class. Like I, mm-hmm. they're fairly spread out. Well, all it's really seeming to do so far is introduce uh, Max new decks, new archetypes. Yeah. 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 And, and not just mechs, too. I mean, the people playing friggin' Luna's Pocket Galaxy mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the like, basically mage the same deck. mage deck, but with Luna's Pocket Galaxy. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. You actually think that it's okay to spend five mana on this? Okay. Uh, well, that was the thing, right? Like, for seven, it was basically unplayable. You had to build a very specific deck and have yeah. a very specific opponent for that to be successful. But now at five mana, because that was the one we were talking about that was one of the biggest changes, right? Was that two mana drop was, yeah, was huge. Change, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that it's seeing pe- uh, that it's seeing play now. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's awesome. kind of cool, too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, if I get this off, my giants cost one, which essentially means they cost zero because they yeah. all have reductions, and uh, you can do some really powerful stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah we'll talk about more uh, about all of the decks we've been seeing and trying in the strategy segment. That's what what today will be about. Um, in case anyone wonders why we're dancing around a little bit, uh, right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the other patch changes that came in with fourteen point four because there's a decent amount here. Uh, they made some quality of life changes, uh, so. First up is disconnections uh, and reconnecting are a lot better than it used to be. Uh, They said players who are disconnected from Hearthstone will no longer be directed back to the login and launch screen when attempting to reconnect. Um, The game is now going to just, in their words, seamlessly reconnect in the background from any screen. Uh, Deck editing while browsing the collection manager is also included in this if you you disconnect. So just supposed to feel a little more seamless. Uh, kind of break your immersion a little less. Uh, they did. They did have a note saying, "Hey, we're still working on this." Say so you might notice some bugs, but uh, I haven't disconnected since. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a, a chance to experience this yet. But mm-hmm. uh, I do know that in the past it would really suck when you disconnect in a, in a game and you come back and it's like you're a full turn later and you didn't do anything and now you definitely lose. So anything the worst was like faster, you know, I found it took so long to reconnect on mobile that if I ever had a disconnect, I always got the message saying like, you lost your last Hearthstone match because of a disconnect. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so anything that like, cause I mean, and I, my phone was a few years old and so it was really slow, but uh, I'm hoping that it just kind of doesn't have to relaunch the whole entire application, which is what was causing a lot of the of the yeah. slowdown getting back in. So if it doesn't have to do that anymore, if it just is looking for that connection to the game, then that's a huge quality of life change for, for mobile specifically, for me anyways, because my, my internet connection is pretty stable at home. So what, what, I I'm only glad ever you had the, on mobile. I'm glad you brought up the age of your, your phone because mine used to be terrible when I finally upgraded. Uh, as long as I was on Wi-Fi at home, it, it was pretty... Mm-hmm pretty damn good and uh i've I've abused it once or twice yeah that's right sometimes i'm playing on my desktop and i have to go to the bathroom suddenly you know you don't want to lose that game thank you coffee anyways uh um also there was a new pop-up at it that's going to alert you as to when you kind of lose your connection so that, that should uh help you help you know when to do what you can to make sure you get reconnected as, as fast as you, as you, as you can, uh, as you can. So, um, also on top of this, we can now access Hearthstone offline, which is something I did not expect to ever come to the game. Uh, we can't really play, but we can, uh, browse our collection manager. We can edit decks. We can create decks. We can delete decks, rename decks. We can set favorite heroes, set, set favorite card backs. 
Um, that's rad. It'll also let you finish opening a pack if you were in the process of opening a pack when you disconnect it. But you can't open anymore after that point, which makes right. sense. Yeah, I don't know how often I'm going to ever use this, but okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I want offline single player mode, but uh, yeah. I understand that they're not really designed for that right now. So maybe in the future they will design it that way. But that's that's really like I don't see myself logging onto my phone or whatever when I don't have internet and just like building a deck. I don't know. Yeah, really the the <laughs> only time that I am offline is like when I'm on vacation up at the cottage because like there's no cell phone towers. So I get like kind of one bar sometimes maybe. Mm. <laughs> so if I could play single player Hearthstone offline, yeah, I would do that. Be... So I would just be sitting out on the dock with my iPad like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to see that. Get on it, Hearthstone. This yeah. is great, but... <laughs> I'd love to do, uh, you know, like the Dalaran heist offline. That'd be fantastic on the plane. I don't yeah. have to pay for shitty Wi-Fi. That'd be awesome. Sign me up. Um, I, I get it. They probably don't. I, I think the three of us are probably like, whatever people want to cheat for a card back, go nuts. But I'm sure that's at least in the back of the heads of, of, uh, of folks over at team five being like, yeah, but if you go offline, it's a lot easier to cheat. And yeah, you're not really getting much except for a card back, but we don't want you to have a cool card back if you cheated, you cheater. <laughs> At least it doesn't really mess with their economy in any way, right? Like, yeah, exactly. That that so. that's the the big thing, right? Is they don't want you. To, I would assume if offline play ever comes, no quests are going to be able to be completed, anything mm -hmm. of that nature, because they don't want you to be able to just cheat for free gold. Yeah, so, makes a lot of sense. Uh, this is the big thing I noticed in patch fourteen point four, and multiple folks have uh, have tweeted at us talking about this. Uh, because I, I, I'll be honest, I just didn't even bother to go read the patch. I was like, yeah, I already know. We're getting buffs. We're getting snip snap. And folks on Twitter were like, no, 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 dude, matchmaking improvements. I'm like, wait, what? And so get in here. And sure enough, they wrote, we've implemented a new feature to reduce chances of matching against the same player multiple times in a row. Some exceptions may occur when players have few matchmaking options near their rank. That's so read like super high legend. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Especially well, or or wild. Wild. Yeah. Wild. I, I look at this and I specifically think about wild because um, there's just so few players that when you get to a certain point, like especially legend, uh, when you get to a certain point, you just play the same friggin' guy over and over again, and people yeah. counter cue each other and stuff. So like, you know, you play somebody and then you just grab a counter deck to them and queue up again, right? And so the person like playing, you know, especially you see this with like streamers. Um, they end up just losing a lot of games because the person that they played against changed the deck just specifically to counter them. Yeah. So it makes climbing and streaming really difficult and wild. Uh, so a lot of times when you see people will just, they, they, if they lose a game, they like sit there for five minutes waiting so that they can try to like queue when the person isn't. And that's really dumb. And I love the idea of like, just, okay, just try to find a different person. Like, let's just stop playing the same person over and over again. I, understand I wonder if uh, if over on Team 5's end, if they're seeing internal statistics that really match up with that, that maybe that's a really common practice. Because if you're sitting there, if, if most high-level high Legend players are sitting there waiting five minutes at a time before they requeue for the second game, uh, because what, what it, when we talk about things like this, features like this being out of the game, what is the first thing that always comes up? It's, uh, well, they probably don't want long queue times. But yeah. if they're seeing internally that a large percentage of their high-ranking wild players are waiting a long time anyway, 
well, then who cares? Bake this in and just have the weight be the cue. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that effectively is cue time. You know what I mean? If you're sitting there doing nothing. Sitting there waiting anyways. Yeah. Yeah. There was also a mistake in the original patch notes that I got super stoked about, but uh, they ended up saying, no, that was never actually in there, was that they added not only queuing against the same player, but also queuing against the same class. So like if I played a warrior, then my next game would not be against another warrior. Oh, wait, what? Crap. I read this before this and I didn't even realize that that had been omitted now when I read it. Yeah. So, so yeah, Peter actually uh, clarified on Twitter that it was a mistake in the patch notes and that, you know, they, they don't do matchmaking based on classes at all. And, and I'm like, then why was it in there? Who did that? Whose idea was it? What's going on? Is that a different build? Are we getting this? (laughs) So Mm. yeah, that was a thing that was in the patch notes, but apparently is not something that is in the game. Now, is there a world, though, where this might th- could possibly mean I end up actually playing against more warriors on average than I would have without that protection? Because I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know. And I, I mean, obviously, it's it's not in the game. So I didn't give it too much thought after they said, like, oh, no, that's that's not something that we're patching in. But I mean, I feel like that's almost as close to actually being able to ban a class as we would maybe ever get on ladder. I I actually, so I, I think that it would be cool if maybe the percentage was lowered of matching against the same class again. I I do understand if you literally just omitted a class from the, from the queue that might make things difficult. Right. It would have really interesting, like meta implications. I feel like I don't Cause like if you're, if, then if you are playing the top deck, then are your queue times insane? Right. Like, let, or like okay. So let's say I'm deck. playing, sorry. So let's say like I'm playing a deck to counter one specific thing. I queue into that one specific thing. And then I know my next game won't be against a warrior rogue, whatever. So then I switch for my second game into yeah. a deck that's better at countering everything else and exactly. then I do something yeah, yeah, else yeah. like oh man that just I feel like that uh it sounds like a cool place to be that I would like to see explored yeah but see I, I also think it sounds cool and then it's in reality it's like ridiculous and impossible and screws everything up right yeah uh, yeah if, I feel like it would just add another layer of complexity and I'm always interested in stuff like that where it's like it becomes more there's more thinking it's like a little mini tournament it's like you're trying to figure out what your best deck is to queue in a certain set of circumstances so better players who aren't just queuing the same deck over and over and over again are going to get rewarded right so that part I, is cool. I don't know if it works that way though well it, the example you just brought up is only good if you end up going against the class you're countering, which you in your first game in the system, you're just as likely to get any of the other archetypes oh, or sure. classes. Yeah in, the, yeah, in the first in the first game, for sure. But then like in the, the second game of your run, then like you'll know what your first class was. So then it's like you have a ban, right? So if I played a warrior and I'm not going to get a, a warrior in game two, then I could be like, okay, warrior yeah now i'll cue something that i wouldn't get a win with if i if i queued into a warrior and then let's say my second game was against mage so in my third game i'm like okay warrior's back on the table but now mage is banned 
Like that's so cool to me. It is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, my I'm, work. I'm following now. I was really off board when you're, I was like, there's no, no guarantee you're going to get warrior and you're just going to like lose five ranks until you find that warrior and start your uh, start. Well, I guess at that point, it's just it, what it really just means is like once I play a warrior, now I can play rogue or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just using warrior as an example in this in this yeah. hypothetical. Yeah. Um, even though I'm still very sick of playing against warriors, um, <laughs> not that it happens that often. I just I just don't want to. But guys, I'm just done playing around brawl. I'm done. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to deal with it anymore. But yeah, I just think it's an interesting idea that I would like to see them explore because I feel like for about a year now, I've been in the, okay, let's see bands on ladder camp. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm frankly, I'd rather just see bands than, than what we thought this was. Yeah. That's <laughs> a like weird way to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I just, just pure bands would be, would yeah. be sweet. Uh, I, I think though, like I said, like, I think one of the issues that they were going to do is they're worried about queue times for the most popular deck, right? Like if it's always banned, so we'll see. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So then this is kind of like a, a way to, um, it might slow down the queues for, it would slow down queues for the most popular the class. Most popular that, class yeah. It wouldn't matter. The band wouldn't matter. It would literally just be whatever the most popular class is would essentially be banned more of the time. Right. Yes, exactly. It yeah. wouldn't actually be in the player's hands. Like if nobody would yeah. choose that. Like I, Oh, I banned the most popular class. It literally just would be like the most banned. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting to think about anyways. So yeah. what, what if it like, that's like the other thing that's like a little scary is like, what if it deters people from like playing that class? So then you're like actually messing with the meta and then the, but I mean, would that be bad? Like the, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't play the best class because the queue times are really long. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the wow thing of like, Oh, I'm going to play tank. So I have insta queues into five yep. minutes. Right. <laughs> like I don't want to play DPS cause I, I'm sick of 30 minute queues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chatroom's also saying there's lots of people who only have one deck, so it's a big issue for new players. But again, like it depends, like the issue is going to be queue time, right? And then, so if the issue is queue time, are we talking the difference between 10 seconds and 30 seconds? Or are we talking the difference yeah, between like 10 seconds and five minutes? Because then, then yeah, that's a problem. Absolutely. But uh, if it's a matter of a couple of seconds, then... I again, I'd like to see them explore this. This falls to me under the umbrella of more modes and things I'd like to see them play around with and try. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't want to keep talking about this hypothetical because we have other things to talk about, but the other yeah, potential <laughs> issues would the other potential issue would be always mirror match for the class that is the most banned. Yeah, uh, that is the other potential issue outside of Q times. Uh, but that's in a world where everything gets it's banned right now. I would not ban the most popular uh, deck because that would be Secret Hunter. I would ban Warrior. I don't want to ever get brawled again. I want to <laughs> see brawl deleted from the game. Um, but but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, uh, matching improvement. Just getting matched against the same player. Still a good improvement, even though the implications of of, of same class were were wild. Uh, to think about, um, but yeah. alas, we do not find ourselves there. They also said uh, a, a pretty ambiguous uh, kind of note in here. They said match quality has been improved for players of ranks 25 to 21, and they should now face more opponents of similar skill. And that's it. They didn't explain what that even means, what they're tracking, how they do it. I would be really interested to have the, the layers peeled back on that statement. Well, Daniel J. Newman in the chat room said at rank 20, we were getting matches with people that were like 10 ranks higher. So I imagine Whoa. it must limit the rank that you play against somehow. I, I would think. I didn't know that was a thing. 
Yeah. If, cause I mean, yeah, if you're ranked 20 and you're getting matched against someone who's ranked 10, that's, that's a pretty big uh, discrepancy. I think. That makes me think that there's not a lot of players in those ranks. Which there might not be with rank floors now, right? Yeah, very, very true. Well, yeah, because once you pass 20, don't you like not even go back there? Yeah, you, well, yeah, you can't, you can't lose stars at those ranks. <laughs> but I mean, I thought like even when the reset happens, can you like not go back behind? I can't remember exactly 25 what 25 the... is the lowest you can go, right? No, but I mean, I thought they had made it so that at some yeah. point, like, don't go backwards anymore to try to keep, I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly the you... wording. Definitely, yeah, you definitely can't go down past 25. Yeah, go back down? Okay. All right. Yeah, no, you can still go down as low as 25. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we're not talking about the extra 25 ranks that were added a while ago. Yeah, that's, the new player ones. That's its yeah, own. No, you its definitely own can't go down into those. <laughs> Rank 50. Right, yeah. right. As much as I would maybe like to, at least once, just to be like, I'm, I want to go back down and get my card card packs. That's what I want to do. Like, I'm just going to keep losing. you got to make a new account. <laughs> Clearly. Well, but then he doesn't get the card packs on the old account. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. being cheeky. Um, there were some bug fixes. Go read them on your own time. There's quite a few of them. We're not going to detail them here. Um, moving on into the other world of Hearthstone. More ways to spend your money, y'all. Uh, there's a $20, uh, if we're talking U.S. currency, Masters Bundle to support Hearthstone Esports. This is a new bundle that's been added to the store. You get 10 Rastakhan packs and 10 Rise of Shadow packs for 20 bucks. It's a good deal in the grand scheme of things. Uh, buyers are also going to receive a new card back and a new Shaman Hero, the Thunder King, uh, which is a really rad-looking Hero, I'm totally buying this. This is money that no longer belongs yeah. to me. <laughs> I already bought it and opened my packs. <laughs> mm. I, so I didn't even know this was a thing yet. And then I played against a shaman who was the Thunder King. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, that had to be so cool. Ah, <laughs> yeah, sadly, awesome. yeah, I, know, I totally knew about it before I got in. And uh, I have played against a couple shamans already today. And, I, and none of them were the Thunder King. That would have been so cool if I didn't know about it and just saw it randomly in the, in the freaking yeah. game. That's exactly what happened. I was just like, holy crap, the Thunder King. I was very <laughs> excited about that. I immediately was like looking it up. But Does uh, anyone it, remember? I guess you could. I guess I could find out because I don't have Muradin. What What are the what, what did the standalone heroes go for? I think they're uh, 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Yeah. I like this so much more. <laughs> I'd rather spend yeah. an extra 10 and get a bunch of card card packs. Well, yeah, it's basically at least um, in Canadian currency. So it's $25 Canadian to get this bundle. And normally you get 15 packs for $25. So you're getting an extra five packs plus the card back and the hero. And the hero, yeah. 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 I mean, so, it's still not like an annoying, you know, Murloc shaman. I'm like a dope ex- Thunder King excuse now. Excuse you. Your totem's just like flying from the sky. It's <laughs> Awesome. Excuse you. Don't you dare. Don't you dare talk bad about that Murloc Oracle. That is, uh, I have had that Oracle? locked in. The Oracle? I have <laughs> had that locked in since it hit the game. My shaman hasn't been thrall in years. No. Or however long uh, Murgle the Oracle's been, been in. Morgul. Morgul. Yeah, however long Morgul's been in. Um, yeah, but uh, they, they, they there's fine print here. You know, a portion of the proceeds will go towards the prize pool of the ma- uh, upcoming Masters tournaments, up to a maximum of two hundred fifty thousand additional U.S. dollars per tournament. So this is for the three Grand Masters, or sorry, uh, the three Masters tours. Three masters, yeah, yeah it's not yeah. Grand Masters. It's Grand the Masters. Tours. Yeah. 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 yeah, sorry, Masters yeah. tour. How dare I get those confused? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a whole other word in there. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be up to a, a total maximum of seven hundred fifty thousand extra dollars injected into official Hearthstone esports. So that's 
That's good. And they even they even said it's fifty percent. Fifty percent of every bundle sold is is getting kicked over to the master store. I'm really curious about, um, well, first off, why they capped it. Second of all, why they only allow one per account. And then like, because I mean, once I get the hero once, then the value of the bundle goes down. But if I want to continue supporting Hearthstone Esports, like I might pay $25 for 20 packs because that's still five bonus packs compared to normal pricing. So Uh, because it's a business, I think is the answer to that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I find it, I find it odd that it's, that it's capped. I mean, if you want to keep it to one per account, okay, fine. But like, why cap the total going into esports? That, yeah, that, that's, that's where I, I agree with you. Like, it, I does, know, like, it doesn't Star- surprise Starcraft me. has done this before with a cap, but then like Smite and I think Dota and I think League, I don't follow them as closely. So you guys can... Correct me if I'm I wrong. I do not but... believe the international has a has a cap, and if it does, it's a very high cap. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, yeah, like going up and up every year. So yeah, those are like fan driven, fan funded esports events that then get huge eyes and amazing press and like the best players in the world, and like it's a big freaking deal. And I'm not saying that 250 thousand isn't a big deal. It is, but you know, like. If, if I wanted to pump more money into that, like, let me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that at all. Like I get not being able to buy the bundle over and over again, because this is just the most efficient way to buy cards. Uh, so yeah, why would it definitely you, is, yeah. Yeah, why would you buy any other version of, uh, if you wanted packs from either of these sets, that is. Um, but, but as far as capping it, I have no idea. Like what? So so what? I want to gift this bundle to as many people as I can because I've got all the money in the world and I want to fund uh, Hearthstone Esports. Right, well, it is way, giftable. That's good. That's to a good get point. to the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. If it's twenty bucks for the bundle, it's not that many people buying it. That's like less than forty thousand people buy it, and you get there, right? Yeah. So divided by twenty that is to me seems like an achievable maximum. There's millions of people playing our stuff. And so that's the other interesting thing, right? Because there's a cap on the amount of money that's going to go into Hearthstone esports, but there's no uh, like progress bar and there's no indication that once the $750,000 is reached, that they'll stop selling the bundle. They said that they're going to sell the master's bundle through July 1st. So once they hit that $750,000 mark, then a hundred percent of the money when they're saying they're supporting esports actually just goes to blizzard. I'm kind of like, mm, I'd rather just kept going to esports. <laughs> mm. I'm with you. It just, it seems like an odd way to do it. I, even if it just said like progress bar, just so people know that like, if we do hit this in the first day, yeah. then, like maybe I won't buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. If, if what you want to do is support esports, yeah. then if I'm no longer supporting esports, that feel like as a consumer, that's a thing I want to know. The first thirty-seven thousand of you will be, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or well, isn't it double that because it's fifty percent of the revenue, right? So ten dollars, oh. ten dollars from every bundle. So seventy-five. Yeah, seventy-five thousand yeah. of you. Seventy-five thousand of you yeah. will be supporting it. Yeah. That seems like, although uh, China doesn't count, right? Because China does their own thing. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's strange right. and hard not to kind of look at it skeptically when it's uh, 
kind of money. I mean, it's, it's, still, the, it's, it's still the sort of the right direction, I think, because like, I want the players to get more money. I want it to be a sustainable career thing that people can do because I like watching esports. So I do like I, that. It went to the masters tournaments, not the grandmasters, not the grandmasters. Yes. That's the <laughs> smallest pool of players. That's of a all. huge, a huge ones boom. are the ones yeah. that you can actually, they're attainable. For yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. A hundred percent. So I'm glad that they're doing this. I think it's a step in the right direction, but I think it still has some kinks that I would like to see addressed, I think, personally. Agreed. Uh, chapter four of the Dalaran Heist it has, uh, has been live now for a few days. Went live last Thursday. I had the stupidest deck that I just full cleared on normal with. Uh, I got six C'Thuns. <laughs> six C'Thuns. And I buffed two of them. Plus two plus, or, or plus four plus four cost two more mana, but uh, I had... I had what Togwaggle's dice, I think. So it was it was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh I my god, that's gross. With, oh no no no! I had the weird. I had the cloak of Godliness. Sorry, so they were half price. Oh. So I had ah, six mana. Yeah, yeah. The cloak makes it yeah. super easy. I ended up beating it with a warrior. Where the beginning the the like beginner deck that I started with had like the two six taunt guy that enrages. So oh, yeah. he was a six two, and he just died every single time I played him. But because uh, the the, the twist is that it reverses the health and attack of all your minions yeah um yeah that, that was a weird card inclusion for the class that released yeah, with this like, chapter come on, man. <laughs> that, was, that was very strange and, and this is the first chapter for whatever reason i just like just jumped in i didn't read anything <laughs> i was like whatever let's just go and then i'm like why are things the way they are and i'm like oh that's right every <laughs> chapter has every chapter has a twist i completely forgot to even see what this chapter's twist was cuz i've just been enjoying it so much i just wanted to see a new new dalaran heist chapter it's um, kind of fun to do it that way by the way i play anomaly mode basically every single time i play now oh yeah i haven't tried anomaly mode i just turned it permanently on even for oh. heroics that i haven't beaten yet because i still haven't beaten 3 and 4 in heroic mm. so but i'm just like i don't it just makes each run feel so freaking different and there's uh there's always like a way to kind of take advantage of it too, right? So oh like totally you, you build your deck specifically for whatever the anomaly thing it's, is. It's the only it's, thing I haven't really messed with. I've, I've I've done a lot a lot of heroic more than I've ever done in the history of any single player that has ever been added to this game. But uh, I haven't done anomaly mode because to me I'm like this is this is crazy enough. You know, six Cthulhu's that are half price <laughs> and some two of them already got plus four plus four. Like that's bonkers. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, but I'm, again, still having a good time. Um, yeah, I haven't tried the new classes because I just really like Priest. I like Priest a lot in Dalaran Heist, so I've just been sticking with it. Yeah, it's so far been my most successful one, for sure. There's just a, there's just a lot of really good Priest cards, apparently, that <laughs> when you can pull all the wild stuff back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, just... It's just really fun to just draft big. And with Priest, you can draft big and bring the big back through res. So. Or cheat it out early. That too. Yep. It's gross. Yep. It's gross. <laughs> I love it. I love being gross. Thank you. Thank you, Dollar on Heist. It's been solid. So, uh, anyways, before we get into uh, the strategy segment uh, today, which we'll be kind of checking in on post-buff decks, kind of our day one uh, assessment of what's going on. We got some sponsors to thank today. Let's thank Away Luggage for sponsoring this episode of The Angry Chicken. You can check out their offerings over at awaytravel.com slash TAC20. Um, you've probably heard us mention it by now, but if you haven't, uh, all three of us love our Away Luggage. Uh, uh, we all, can I, can I speak for all of us? We all feel like 
bigger adults like we're actually mm. adults now because it's not just the yeah. crappy hand-me-down luggage that's missing a wheel that uh, at least i know i had before i got my away <laughs> it was luggage. the first time i ever bragged to somebody else about my luggage <laughs> <laughs> so grown up what an adult that's conversation grown ups do, right yeah uh-huh. all the time talk about luggage <laughs> and then you wheel it over to the corner of the airport and you use the internal bat the the uh, uh, ejectable battery to recharge your phone so you can play more video games to play video games yeah. exactly so super adult stuff yeah uh, yeah i literally while waiting for my flight in dallas was able to do a raid in pokemon go because my phone was dying but i had my luggage with me so i could go to this weird corner of the airport that had no plugs and i could sit there and do a raid and i caught a super cool pokemon so thanks away luggage for letting yep. me adult yep. I'm, I'm a big fan too because I, I don't know about you guys but i always dress kind of nice when i fly uh one i notice i get treated better and if there's an issue uh people actually <laughs> want to talk to me and two Guys, uh, sport coats are like purses. There's so many like places to put things. So I like wearing a, a jacket when I go on a plane. And so I just love it. I love looking really professional and then uh, recharging my switch to play uh, Let's Go Pikachu on and just looking <laughs> like a, a five-year-old in the airport in a, in a freaking suit. So yeah, it's nice. It's fun. Thank you, Away Luggage, for making me look ridiculous in airports. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you should go check them out. Both the carry-on sizes, uh, the regular carry-on and the aptly named bigger carry-on, have an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged. They've got a TSA-approved combination lock. One of my favorite things is a 100-day trial. It means you can take it on the road. You can go on a trip with your Away Luggage, put it through the paces, decide if you like it or not. There's also a lifetime warranty and free shipping within the lower 48 states. On top of all of this, you can get $20 off a suitcase when you go to awaytravel.com slash TAC20 and use the promo code TAC20 during checkout. Again, get $20 off a suitcase when you go to awaytravel.com slash TAC20 and use the promo code TAC20 during checkout. And I know what I'll be putting in my away luggage, uh, at least partially, because I got to have underwear when I travel. I'll be putting in my MeUndies. Super, super comfortable. They're also sponsoring this episode of The Angry Chicken. I mean, when, when life, when, when, when the Hearthstone player of life, folks, throws old worn out underwear at you 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 just counter it with me undies that's how you do it that's what you top you top deck a pair of me undies and you just windmill slam it on the board and uh you defeat your your opponent with comfort it's wonderful i love my me undies me too and they actually right now uh because it's pride month so they just started selling three new patterns for pride month that are amazing and i love them and i want them all <laughs> oh, i haven't seen the the, the prints yet uh, every print they've ever done that they've, they've sent me are just hilariously awesome um or just really nicely designed uh like i have an absurd stormtrooper pair of pants uh for lounging around the house in. with the disco balls uh-huh uh-huh it's great it's great i have the uh the lightsaber one i'm actually wearing it right now nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. these are like the best pair of pajama pants i've ever owned like yep. by far the way they're like cut and everything is perfect so i can actually like take Iggy on a walk and I'm not dragging them under my feet through the grass because <laughs> they're actually like cut properly around my ankles. You know, they nice. stay above my, my flippy floppies going, so, out, <laughs> going outside in your, in your lightsaber pants. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> man. Yeah. Dude, if I'm home, I'm in my MeUndies pajama pants at this yeah. point or the onesie one or the other Depending <laughs> on if it's winter or summer. <laughs> nice. Well, they've got an awesome offer for listeners of the Angry Chicken. You can get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee when you go to MeUndies.com slash TAC. Again, that is MeUndies.com slash TAC for 15% off your first pair 
of MeUndies. And you'll let them know that Tax sent you, and you'll support the Angry Chicken in the process. So we thank them for their support. We thank you for going to MeUndies.com slash TAC. Now, let's talk about all these freaking decks that are popping up, most of them running Snip Snap. Very hard. You wanna blow something up? <laughs> Time to pay! So, the, uh, the buffs are here, and there's a lot of decks that haven't changed, but there's a decent amount of decks that have. There's, uh, there's a whole lot of mech going on, folks. There's a whole lot of mech going on. Yeah, and Snip Snap is, like you said, it's just pervasive. It's everywhere. Um, it's a freaking good card, man. Like, even if it didn't have one of these words on it, it would probably still be fine, right? <laughs> like, it could, be, it could take out an entire facet of this card and it'd still be sweet. <laughs> but the fact that you can also magnetize it and you can echo it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good, y'all. It's, it's and good. it has a death rattle, too, so it's not even just... Well, yeah, no, you just like, drop it on turn three. Yeah. You do nothing with it, but just play it, and it's just good. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go in uh, in class order and uh, talk about talk about Druid first. Um, if anyone's wondering what we're using at home to, uh, to kind of see what's happening in the meta, we're using HS Replay as usual, and we've got the filter set, the latest patch. If you didn't know they had that, they do. <laughs> um, I can refresh this, see if it's changed this game's played a bit. Oh, yeah, look how many more Druids just popped up. Because <laughs> I've had this open since this morning. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, Token Druid is still very, very popular, still very much works for the climb and some of them are running snip snap now and it's working because of course it works. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, yeah. So I've been playing a little bit um, since last night and I started to see galvanizers and stuff in the token druid. So they were actually basically just going with a pure mech package uh, and then throwing in just like some of the other token things. Right. So there's even Harvest Golem. Uh, yeah. There's Harvest Golem in so many yeah. decks right now. I'm seeing him all over the place. And and uh, I was, you know, expecting things to get a little more mech heavy, but I was not expecting freaking Harvest Golem to come back. Next yep. thing you know, we're going to be getting demolishers and my life will be complete. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn, you were you were so right about Life Drinker when Dills and I were so wrong. Uh, you, can you just be happy with that? I don't think demolishers are coming back. <laughs> It could, though. This is the time, if there was ever a time for Demolisher. <laughs> <laughs> Demolishers, I call on you. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I actually think that, think that uh, we'll eventually see the forest aids come out of this, and it's going to get even faster. Like, Which is funny, because only like two, three weeks ago, we were talking about how good forest aid ended up, ended up being with it being a twin spell, and even at eight mana, like it still got played, it was still great, and now we're just like, eh, mechs are better. <laughs> well, it's to me, it, the problem is if you run double forest aid and you end up drawing both forest aid, you just have these two eight cost spells that you can't play for a really long time in a deck that's trying to build a bunch of early pressure. Mm -hmm. and capitalize on it right yeah if anything so this like, specific deck list we're looking at i would take one out and put in a second harvest golem at this point sure yeah or i i mean i think i'd take both out and i'd put in the galvanizers because being able to like i noticed when playing at least the mech paladin that galvanizer on two just means that your curve is broken after that right uh like yes you do play a two mana one two and that's not very good but Suddenly, now you're talking 
three mana uh, magnetized guy. What's his name? Um, Replicating Menace. And you magnetize that because most classes these days aren't killing the Galvanizer, by the way. Mm-hmm. On, on two. Like it generally sticks. And then you, re- you replicated replicating menace him <laughs> and uh suddenly you've got you know a four a four three that's doing damage and death rattling out three one ones so it's really it's a just a really strong curve when you can do that so i i, I think i would personally do that if i'm playing this deck i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna mess around with that anyway on ladder mm-hmm. it, it feels like this deck has enough mechs um and and the galvanizer i mean this goes this goes reminds me of the conversation you and i were having last week about secret hunter deals it's like Galvanize is that kind of card. It's like it's really easy to hold on to it a little longer than you probably need to. Sure. Like, just sure. hit hit like two mechs with it. You're fine. It's yeah, okay. that's the thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, you need to hit five cards with it. It's like, no, yeah, no. You, yeah. you play it on two and then you play a four drop on three, and that's good enough, right? Yeah. Like you you've just, already gotten enough value because of the just the tempo generation. Yeah, you so. just cheated your curve. It's wonderful. What more do you yeah. want? Yep. Or you could coin it on one, snip snap on two. You know, I mean, there's just so many things where it's just like all of a sudden you're just so far out in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's gnarly, man. Uh, th- the thing is with Druid, the buffs were actually Gloop Sprayer and Mulch Muncher, and uh, not much really happening with those cards. <laughs> no, no. There, um, there are people trying to make a heal Druid thing work, and they're playing. They're playing the seven mana gloop sprayer, but um, that deck is just not good, unfortunately. It it's not great. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. Like we're going to talk about multiple decks today that are trying new things but aren't really working, and and it really it just comes down to there's better archetypes in their classes yeah. that mm-hmm. are just a way better bet if you're looking to climb the ladder. Now, if you're if you're looking to just play something very different, you know, depending on what you're coming to the game for, yeah, you might have a great time with this. This is one of those kind of uh, heal based druids uh, that runs like Lucent Bark. That's where where uh, folks are slotting in the Gloop Sprayers right now, and uh, yeah, so it's it's cheaper than it was before thanks to the buff. But it, this this archetype is it's just not great in the meta right now, especially when you have Token Druid, one of the best ladder climbing decks in the game. Now is the is the token druid play is there still a variant that's going down the treant route and using mulch muncher as often or is it just like everyone's just kind of going mechs now? I think everyone's doing the mech thing right now, but I I have seen people messing with the treant stuff because um the the card that turns it into five fives, I've had that played on me like three or four times, which surprised mm-hmm. every single time it happens. I'm like, Oh wow, that thing. Okay. Yeah. And it, every single time it happens, I lose. So I think it is a potential real deck. It's just not very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen anyone messing with it again. It's only day one. So I'm pretty much going off of looking at games played statistics. And if I filter by mulch muncher, there's nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I was seeing Mulch Muncher before the patch. So that's why I'm like, now it's just cheaper. Doesn't that just make it better? <laughs> well, you know, one thing it did do, though, it actually was a nerf to Mage Sea Giants. Mm. Because now that it costs nine, you don't uh, conjure as calling Sea Giants into Mulch Munchers, which are eight eights with Rush. Right. So it took that out of the pool. Um so yeah, I mean, it did affect stuff <laughs> by making it nine. 
Yeah, but not that much stuff. <laughs> no, not that much no, stuff. It's not, it's not like upsetting the Druid apple cart. No. Yeah. No. Uh, as for Hunter, um, as kind of expected, mech hunters are playing Snip Snap, and it's working. Uh, I played a couple games uh, with Mech Hunter today. Really like Snip Snap in this because, hey, did you guys ever find yourself with a board full of bombs and you're like, this is good, but it could be better? Uh, late game echo on Snip Snap when you just have a bunch of bombs and nothing else on your board. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, I'm. Wondering though how much the necromancer is going to come into play because I still haven't really seen people putting that in yet, and it seems like that should just be in there now, right? Because you know, having uh, having like the the bombs go off twice, uh, That's a having a lot of damage. Yeah, having like spider bombs going off twice, killing two things that seems really good in a in a meta where mage is out there, right? Um, well, it's not. I guess there's. Not, not a lot of death rattles outside of that, but I mean, there's, you know, replicating menace is probably enough. Ursatron going off twice, like any of this stuff. It seems like it should get a slot, but I don't know. I haven't really seen people do it yet. It, it doesn't seem to be very popular in the kind of specifically mech hunter deck. It is getting slotted into this like death rattle mech hunter decks. Uh, yeah, there's like a pure death rattle hunter that's running. Yeah, like, it's running like a Blivatron. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Mechanical Wells actually found a place for Oblivitron. Like that's running Necro Mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They have Fireworks Tech too, which I think is a really cool card. Yeah, and and it's a popular deck. So there's actually a lot of games logged if you're looking at your stats websites, and it's doing well. It has a good win rate. Okay, so it's just not in the super aggressive version, right? right? Right. The thing is, though, like this is Hunter, man. Like they're just good. They have so many good archetypes right now, and all of them are working. Yeah, you can do Secret Hunter. You can still do mid, like mid-range Beast Hunter. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever, and they're all going to get you to somewhere in that range of like 55-ish percent, um, which is solid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still playing Secret Hunter. It's doing fine. And apparently I'm not alone because on HS3 Play, it's no, the you're not. most <laughs> it's games the most played. popular version of Hunter still. The yeah. most games played, yeah. So uh, uh, as for Flark's Boom Suka, uh, I haven't seen anything, and I couldn't find anything when I went digging, which doesn't now, really surprise I, me. Okay, I, you said you were going to get more my time apparently, <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. Like once I re- like for you know remembered about Flark's Boomzuka, I went and I made a Flark's Boomzuka deck. I'm going to revisit it on stream at some point, uh, and I was winning some games with it. The the basically the idea was that I would Flark's Boomzuka and then what is it? Revenge of the Wild is two mana and it re- uh, brings back all the beasts that that died this turn. And then what I would do is I would try to get a Tundra Rhino and then put the, what is it called? The Dire Frenzy on it, right? So then you'd have more Tundra Rhinos that are buffed. And then <laughs> I would play the Boomzooka. All of them would come out. They would attack things. And then I would Revenge of the Wild. Then they'd come back again. But now they all have charge and charge. space yeah <laughs> yeah uh and how I, like, did that crunch. work out for you well i won a lot of games but not with the boomzooka the boomzooka oh. <laughs> like never mattered <laughs> i won a lot of games just by like playing hunter cards right, well well it, it will get asked for dills so you need sure, to yeah. link the deck yeah all <laughs> in right, the show fine. notes <laughs> i know I'll folks are gonna be asking for it uh what no matter no matter what the case is uh Apparently, Dills, when you describe a deck, it just sounds fun, even when you describe losing horribly. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. And I actually, I, I can't remember my exact stats. Let me see if I can look them up. But I, I was not 
it wasn't terrible. Like it was actually kind of working. It was just, you know, not, it wasn't like working as well as if I'd just been playing mech hunter. You know what I mean? Oh, my, my last version of it. Cause I, I went through a bunch of different versions, went four and one before I called it quits on the deck. So there you go. 80% yeah. win rate. Okay. Okay. Dills, I see you. Now people are definitely going to want it. Now you've said 80% win rate. Oh, yeah. Even if only five games doesn't matter. 80% win rate. <laughs> Don't look at games played. Don't look at games played. 80% win rate. Flux Boomzooka deck. Mm-hmm. That, dude, why don't you make YouTube videos? Like I could just see yeah, you, like-, like your face being like... And like big, big freaking caption, 80% win rate, Florks, Boom, Zuka. I know, yeah, and all it, the clickbait. Yeah. yeah, and then the very beginning, like the first three seconds, you just go, five games played. Okay, let's get started <laughs> and talk about this deck. <laughs> uh, I think Garrett just said you have clickbait face, by the way. <laughs> you do. You have resting clickbait face, Dills. All resting right. clickbait well, face. Now, now that it's cost seven, I mean, dude, you could like track, get the Boom, Zuka, do the combo, Revenge of the Wild, all in one turn. Look at how much that one man made a difference. <laughs> you can do this on turn nine now. Wow! Bless you, Dills. Bless you. <laughs> All right, I'm throwing the I'm throwing the link in the ch- in the uh, show notes. All right, I'm moving Perfect. on. I'm moving on to Mage uh, Hunter's pretty pretty self explanatory. Uh, Mech Hunter definitely felt these uh, these buffs. Uh, Death rattled Mech as well. Uh, everything else, Hunter is still very good and has a lot of different ways to play. So, go do your thing. Let's uh, take a look at Mage. Uh, if you don't remember, the buffs were to Unexpected Results and Luna's Pocket Galaxy. Luna's Pocket Galaxy picking up one of the larger mana reductions in these uh, in these buffs. And yeah, I feel like that that two mana change was was quite an impactful one. It made it a possible inclusion where before it was just like no, too expensive, won't work, has to be a very specific deck, and now it's like. I have this deck that's already doing a thing and it would be super cool if then that thing I'm trying to do just cost one. So can I find a slot? Yeah, maybe. So I'm seeing people play, um, like there's a version out there that's got Geppetto joy buzz and the pocket galaxy. And it's got like Caligos and all this stuff because basically like even, um, if you, Geppetto Joy Buzz out like one of these minions and then you conjure is calling them. I believe they come back as their original cost minions. So even if they like ended up costing one, mm-hmm. they then become their original version when you conjure and call them. So, I mean, I guess that's really the reason why this makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. And also, if, uh, you know, do you have the ability to play a five mana Luna's pocket galaxy where seven mana just meant first of all, I had to wait too long. I probably yeah. drew the cards I wanted. And now I have to spend an entire turn seven on this? Like, no, that's ridiculous. But now maybe you can like do it on turn five if you're not super far behind, not be super dead. And then, you know, you have things like Frost Nova and Blizzard and stuff. You can slow the game down at that point. Mm-hmm. And then really insanely powerful turns. So, yeah, seems like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's being played in Cyclone Mage as well, in addition to this kind of Freeze Mage that you were talking about with like the Geppetto Joy Buzz Caligo stuff. I, I wonder if it'll stick, though. Like that, uh, to me, it's like, okay, yeah, everyone's trying it out. Are we going to end up, you know, going, yeah, this is actually a, the better version of it, or are we going to go back and say, no, nah, it's just better to just do the thing we were doing before? Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's the thing. The when, when, it's, it's, it's kind of the unique thing with these these buffs, right? Like, it's easy with Snip Snap. It's easy to look at Snip Snap and be like, yes, this card 100% is 
uh, upping your chances of winning the game. But something like Luna's Pocket Galaxy, it's just like, well, if we're including this in an archetype that was already working before the buff, mm-hmm. is the deck just good and Luna's Pocket Galaxy is fine because the deck is good or is it really like a, a, a star included? Yeah, does it make the deck go or is yeah. it just like, yeah, you can play it? Because that's when I talk about this Boomzuka deck and the fact that I was winning games, it wasn't like I was winning games because of Boomzuka. I was winning games because of the 29 other Hunter cards that were in the deck that were actually all pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I can win despite having this card in there. <laughs> and that's where I'm wondering about Luna's Pocket Galaxy. Is it going to go down that road where it's just, no, oh, the rest of the deck is carrying this card? Or is this card actually making an archetype happen? Yeah, well, uh, again, you know, if you're looking at stats, it does have a, a positive played win rate. Um, actually, a pretty decent one in both of these well, Yeah, archetypes. if you play it, you but, probably win because that yeah, means you have right. a chance it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But but it's, it's again, we didn't go yeah. around in circles for a while here, um, kind of having that discussion, but time will You have tell. to wonder, like, how many times did you lose because you had it in your hand and couldn't ever play it and it was just a dead card, right? That's where you, like, it's hard to tell because that's not very quantifiable. That's really hard to, to find information on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, that's the, kind of that's kind of like your drawn win rate compared to your played win rate, though, right? So, if you draw it and it's got a lower win rate than what you would expect the deck, but then you play it, it's got higher, then doesn't that kind of mean that when you draw it, if it sits in your hand, then you're going to lose. And that happens more often than like when you play it, then you have a 53% win rate. Like there's, that's kind of the comparison that you draw there, right? Like that, those are the stats you use to figure that out. But like, but like, let's say if we were going to take that example and we'd say, Oh, well, that means Blizzard is a bad card because when I play it, I my played win rate is like in the 49% and drawn is in the 56%. Mm. But it's just because when I play Blizzard, that means that my opponent had a board. Right. Oh, and, totally. like, I, I had to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's like, like these, these like differences are hard to just say like, oh, this 100% always means this. It's like you have to look at it in like real world scenarios. So it's, it's very difficult. This is one of, one of the things Firebat talks about a lot is HS replay gives us all this information, but it doesn't really um, explain it to us, right? And it well, yeah, takes, it doesn't do the thinking for you. It just yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's not necessarily like giving an advantage to everybody that pros once got because they just like took notes and kept stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are still able to, you know, Interpret. think about things logically and break them down properly and understand why a card is good or bad or whatever. So and that's, you know, that's it's still true. Take a lot of analytical thinking, right? I mean, and that's true of anything you're looking at at stats for. I mean, we have this discussion yeah. on into the nexus all the time too. When we're looking at hero stats, it's just like, oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of statistics here for you to go look at, and they can be very helpful if you can read into them. I mean, if you're just looking sure. at something like HS replay, really, the, if you're coming to it blind and, and you don't know how to interpret these stats really the only thing is really going to help you is just overall win rates and maybe helping you figure out what you should keep in your mulligan anything I beyond that point stuff is the yeah that's like the most basic like everyone should just start there because that <laughs> is very helpful right it's especially when you can filter like by class you're playing against and are you going first or second that kind of stuff really helps you break down like okay in these scenarios this card is a good keep yeah and if you can cross-reference it with a guide that's really helpful yeah I do find it very interesting in this deck specifically that it says that like Luna's pocket galaxy is kept 10% more of the time than like Sandbinder. Like there's all these other cards that like, it's like 
Luna's pocket galaxies kept in the mulligan 65% of the time. Yeah, this is a lot like, (laughs) yeah, but it's also low games played. Uh, yeah, at a certain true. point, and uh, it's something. That, who knows how? I'm sure somebody out there is keeping it just because. Oh, this is the new buff card. I want to make sure I keep it so I know how it plays in this deck. Uh, like that's probably a factor. Shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to win. But uh, it's. It, I'm sure it's still playing. Uh, playing some sort of role. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, yeah, the, the mage is not the cyclone mage. Not like break in the games played right now, right now if we're, if we're sorting by patch date. Yeah. So that's another thing to, to keep in mind. All these things you need to keep in the back of your mind when you're looking at stats. So, uh, let's talk about, uh, Paladin, which we've mentioned a decent amount. This is what I've played the most of since, uh, since the patch went live because I have been abstaining from my favorite class in Hearthstone for a little while now, but I couldn't help myself. Now I had to go try, Mech Pally after uh, the Christology change and um, freaking Snip Snap, I knew it was going to find a place in Mech. So, uh, yeah, it turns out it's good. Christology feels, if anything in this buff, in in this this lineup of buffs feels a little strong, to me it's Christology. Mm. Well, yeah, because if you think about what it does in this Mech Paladin deck, um, it pulls out Glotron, Skater Bots, but most importantly, it pulls out Galvanizer. <laughs> and Galvanizer is the thing that makes this freaking deck go, right? So mm-hmm. you can Christology out your Galvanizers. Uh, there's also Bronze Gatekeeper, I think, is the last one. Yeah, that's yep. the other one. Yep. Yeah, it's got one attack. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, these are all magnetic cards that do stuff or Galvanizer, which makes all your magnetic stuff cheaper. So... Yeah, some like if you galvanize on two with this deck, then on four you're dropping uh copper tail imposter or an oil module or something like that. And then on five you're like war gearing them or dropping a mechano egg to then buff later. Like it's just crazy how fast you build up. And I found this deck one of the most impressive things about it is the burst potential of this deck is insane. You get anything to stick, and all of a sudden you gotta start adding up your damage. Mm-hmm. There's because, uh, a, so much magnetic. Like this, this yeah. is what I thought magnetic was going to feel like when they, sure. when, when they, when they showed it in Boomsday uh, almost a year ago. Now, uh, I was just like, oh, cool. So we're going to kind of build up our board, and then we're going to magnetic multiple minions and and send it. And um, it didn't really happen. Like magnetic, it, it's it's been here, but not not like this. This this is has game winning potential in uh, all of the magnetic minions that we find ourselves with in this deck. Yeah. I think we're going to start having to see a lot more um, single target removal come back into the game. I was going to say potentially silence because there's like nobody running any silence right now. No, it's like not anywhere at all. (laughs) Like not even the only class that was running silence was the Nomi priests. Right. And they were running just the zit and they were mostly playing it because it was like silence. Yeah. can draw for zero mana. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, I think we're going to have to see something. I don't know if it's going to be Spellbreakers or if people are going to start running the Owls, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's day one. You only We only have so much stats to look at. I only have so many of my own games played to look at, but um, I did go up against a Priest that was running Silence, and it still felt like no contest. I rolled over that Priest. 
Well, even if they silence your mech, you can just start magnet magnetizing again. That's like exactly yeah, what I did. Still, you can never remove the actual tribe, right? Yeah. So uh -huh. like, let's yeah. build on this one more time. Yep. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact, it was a um, uh, it was the the little the bomb duder was it the bomb. Duder? I don't remember now. Um, no, because they don't run the bomb duder. Uh, whatever the case was, I, I was like, oh yeah, well I've got a war gear, so sorry, it's big again. <laughs> deal with it yeah i actually had somebody kill my mechano egg before i had buffed it and then left the 88 around because they were so scared of me like magnetizing to the to the to the egg Mechano egg yeah and i was like well now i'm just gonna magnetize to the 88 <laughs> like i was like i don't this doesn't stop me from doing anything oh yeah, yeah. that is so like if <laughs> this this isn't death rattle hunter there's not like a uh, that that existential dilemma of break yeah. the egg or don't break the egg. I like gotta the, kill the egg because the death rattles there. Yeah. No, it's like just leave the egg alone. The man. the yeah. the, the, the eight eight on board is infinitely worse than the egg on board. Yeah. I think people just are not sure how to play against this deck yet because it hasn't really been a real thing. Um, like you you kind of understand now what you're supposed to do against mage or warrior or or rogue. Nobody really knows what to do against this yet, so it's a good time to like strike while the iron's hot, you know. Yeah, um, we also didn't even. Uh, sorry, I kind of glossed over glowstone technician, but it's also oh, yeah. in this deck. That was the other card that was buffed for paladin and yeah. uh, has been thrown in this deck. And at first, I was still like, it still seems kind of slow, but it, it's I find places for it because of how big your minions get. It's it's not un it's not uncommon in the few games I played to feel safe enough to just be like sure I'll play a glowstone tech I've got enough power on board already. Well, you've got the comeback potential with this deck because what you do is like you Christology out a skater bot or a glowtron or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you glowstone technician those, and then now suddenly those are like legit magnetics for one mana, right? And skater bot giving. The, the mech rush means I can play something, buff it plus three plus three for one mana, and then kill one of your things, and my thing is still there, and it's gonna get magnetized again next turn. It's like that just how much that potentially gives you that kind of board flipping mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. Like which is so crucial to winning games. Uh it's definitely worth a spot in this deck. So I've also been able to like glowstone technician, my other glowstone technician. So then when I play that one, it's, you know, a five, a six, five, six. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's good. This just seems really good. You know what else is really good? A three man which is exactly what I played today. Thanks to prismatic lens. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Prismatic lens is really interesting, huh? Uh, it's, it's really good because yeah. like it works like it say you've actually drawn really well and you got all your low drop stuff just out of your system like out of your out of your deck like it at worst it's it's just it's drawing a minion and a spell like and, and if yep. it's if it swaps around some higher end mana costs it's, it's whatever cool I still drew yeah it just kind of gives you that gas going into late game if you uh if you, you know your early you stuff it. is taken yeah. care of yeah it's uh, it's it's all this. This deck feels really good. And uh, oh, and I, I completely forgot it. But we haven't even mentioned Kangor's Endless Army. But that's like a backbreaking end end to this. Um, and you were talking, you're talking about why, uh, you know, buffing buffing Skater Bot uh, with your Glowstone tech is obviously good. Uh, but it's really good because Kangor's Endless Army. About the the only way Kangor's Endless Army is kind of disappointing is when it brings back a normal ass Skater Bot. 
right? <laughs> um, but like you're getting, you're leading with a buff skater bot, and then you start magnetizing it, and because it actually survives to get magnetized, suddenly you're bringing back buffed up skater bots because they stuck around to get magnetized. It's, uh, I also like this deck a lot because I think there's a lot of skill uh, skill to this deck. Like, when do I magnetize? When do I play it as its own minion, right? And there's actually definitely times not to magnetize because you could just go in there and just be like, oh, I just keep making this one dude as big as possible. Um, but that's not always correct, right? Because sometimes you need to spread out a little bit so that you have more attacks. Like, let's say you're playing against a token deck or something. Um, you're going to need multiple attacks to be able to clear multiple minions. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to think about. It, it kind of reminds me of like zoo back in the day where you had to think about minion positioning a lot. And, uh, yeah. you know, you don't really do that in modern zoo very much because it's just kind of, no, I just generate a bunch of stuff and make lackeys and things like that and play sea giants. But you used to have to like carefully place your minions properly. So you could play dire wolves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That and uh, token shaman. Yeah, we're very, sure, very, yeah. very positioning heavy, yeah. and uh, you're 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 not wrong at all. It's uh, so yeah. I'm interested to see if this deck actually becomes like do do people play it in Grandmaster? Is it actually that good, or is it just like a good ladder deck? I'm mm. not sure yet. Feels real good though. It's the secret hunter question. <laughs> is it just good for ladder or? Oh. Uh, yeah, I like this deck. I'm switching over to it. Also, uh, Christology is finding its way in Holy Wrath decks. So. Just good. I mean, it was already in them, but oh, now yeah, it's sorry. Yes. cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is better in them now. I know it's, they, it's like day one and a half, but does this Christology change stick? Is this going to stick? It already feels like this is already yeah, maybe. It's fine. I, I don't think that these decks are like game-breakingly OP. So I think it's okay to have a, a really good draw engine in them. I, th- I think it'll stick. My prediction is it'll stick. Yeah. I definitely prefer Christology and its style with basic, like the cap on the draw and the conditions on the draw as opposed to like Divine Favor, right? That was the mm. big problem with aggro stuff. And this is somewhere around aggro to mid rangey type style. And Christology is like, it fits without giving them too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as uh, moving on to priest, uh, you know, extra arms got buffed. Uh, it's only two mana now uh, and confirmed. Yes. The extra copy you get is also two mana uh, and cloning device, but I haven't, I've, I saw like one priest and it does nothing. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I, I do think extra arms is now just a card you can put into priest, but priest is still not, really they don't have like a good shell outside of that right like they got all these like silency cards and that didn't really work they don't have it's been all all the rest stuff they used to so that deck doesn't really work the nomi thing was fun for a while but i don't really think it's a real thing especially if bomb warrior is out there you just can't nomi priest against bomb warrior you run out of cards and then they just put bombs in there yeah, Bomb Warriors has, has a lot of games played since the patch. Yeah. Uh, Control Warriors seems to be falling off. So yeah, Priest is in a rough spot right now, but uh, I don't know. It, extra Arms is good. It is good. <laughs> yeah. This is not enough to carry Priest. It's not like what Christology did to Paladin. Have you tried like a Divine Spirit Priest in a while? Because I feel like Extra Arms would find its way in there. It's just one oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it already th- was in there. Uh, the the three-mana version of it. So yeah. 
Yeah, this is, this is the one the, the the one class today where I'm looking at. I'm like, extra arms buff is just good. It's just a good card now. That's just a good yeah. buff card. But, but uh, it, the class isn't good because it, of it, right? Right, right, exactly. Isn't the kind of thing I I think is going to dictate a new archetype uh, to come out of the priest class. But uh, it's, yeah, it's just not what priests are doing right now. So, by the way, did you notice that there's a featured cards in the? Uh... In the collection manager? I was just looking through the collection manager to find that Boomzooka deck. Wait, what? No. <laughs> There's standard cards, all cards, featured cards. What are oh. featured it's, cards? It's featuring all the buffs. Right now, it's featuring all the cards that got buffed. Oh, wait, well, that had to be new for this, right? Yeah. That had to be it new. Was, that, it's a new button in your collection manager. Okay. Or a new right. sort. I like that. I like that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, anyways, let's talk about Rogue. Uh, Rogue got some buffs after a lot of nerfs, <laughs> so uh, d- maybe don't uh, don't don't expect to just be tearing up the win rates with Rogue. But uh, Pogo Hopper went down to one mana, and Violet Haze went down to two mana. Um, I want to preface this with Pogo Hopper is not winning. No, but if games played on fan sites or anything to go by y'all cannot help yourself but play pogo hopper decks everybody wanted pogo hopper to work so bad yes i want pogo hopper to work and i've seen like screenshots on twitter of people being like oh this is so broken look at my like 15 15 13 13 pogo hoppers this is gross and i hate it and boo but it's not winning guys it's not doing well i wish it i wish it was but it's not doing well (laughs) it's It's um, bad it's a bad version of the deck the best version of the deck right now is the water rogue i think which is the one that plays the shark and the sea giants Mm -hmm. uh and then also wins through high spear and togwaggle and just lots of lackeys but it is fun as i'll get out it is absurd (laughs) The, the problem with Pogo Hopper was never that it cost two mana. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Everyone looks like, oh my God, it's one mana cheaper. It's like, it was never a problem playing the Pogo Hoppers. It wasn't like, oh, I just don't have enough mana to play all these Pogo Hoppers. <laughs> you know, the problem was I got to put them in my deck and draw them again and then play them. It's just, yeah, it's just, no. Sorry. I, so I, I want it to work. I want it to work so bad, though. I, I just I want people to keep playing this and keep trying. And to, there's there's got to be a really good workable deck in there. There has to be. <laughs> I believe in the Pogo Hopper. No, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to it's going to work like it's fun. It's uh, I've I, this is the kind of absurd things i like to build decks around in hearthstone sure. like this exactly like, i see a card like this and i know exactly what i want to try and make happen with it i like that aspect of hearthstone uh but there's quite a few games that are logged at this point and i went up against a couple and at first they got a good start they got a really good start they had like all their shadow steps all their pogo hoppers and i was like oh man i may have misjudged this and i'm like oh wait no i can just play my deck uh which I was play- I think I was playing Mech Paladin and I'm like, oh yeah, this is just way faster and just kills them before yep. they ever land a hit with or no, no no sorry, I was doing um I remember now I was doing Hunter because I had the poisonous and I had the the mech mm. spiders that destroy that's how I just kept the pogo hoppers off the board while still magnetizing and just burning them down with doing hero power. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was uh it ended up not even being close. <laughs> and they had a really good start. So um yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I feel like probably their like thirty, what thirty five to forty percent win rate is probably 
times in the mirror match <laughs> and they win against other pogo well, well, yeah. well here's the thing yeah. <laughs> here, here, here's here's what's going to happen you are going to lose to this deck and you are going to remember when you lose to this deck it is going to sear itself into whatever part of your brain is dedicated to hearthstone memories <laughs> and i imagine if you're listening to this show it's a pretty large portion of your brain and you're going to hate this deck uh but <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, man, that, w- that was so good. Holy crap. Did you see what they just did to me? And yeah. then you're going to try to do it. And you're going to be like, oh, this but, is so bad. What am I doing? Exactly. What I want you to take yeah. stock of is, is what were you missing? Like, what, what, what did you not have in your hand that allowed you to, that, that meant you couldn't deal with the pogo hoppers? Uh, mm. Because it, 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 an, across enough games, that, that, that shouldn't happen. Most decks have ways to deal with pogo hoppers right now. And uh, you should be okay. <laughs> but yeah. eventually you're going to lose one of these. And it's, it's going to sting. Because, my goodness, there's, there's nothing like a 40-plus a attack mechanical bunny on a pogo stick <laughs> going face uh, to, to really create a, uh, a, a strong opinion. That, that card's so great. <laughs> it is. It's good. It, it's good. It, but the deck uh, is not not. Yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to win. If you're trying to win. Yeah, it just so. takes too long to get there. Yeah. Uh, as for Shaman, the Stormbringer is down to six mana. Thunderhead is a 3-6 up from a 3-5. And uh, bo- both these things are working out. Uh, Thunderhead was already seeing play. Uh, it was in uh, some control Shamans, as well as a, uh, a, a variant of Murloc that I know, Dills, you've multiple times mentioned on the show is your preferred way to play yeah. Murloc Shaman. And, uh, well getting one more health just means it's just better than it was before. And I have seen plenty of Thunderheads today already as a result of this buff. Uh, but surprising to me is that Stormbringer is, there's a, that, that control-oriented Murloc Shaman, there's another variant of that now that's including Stormbringer. And this kind of gets into, I think, what you talked about earlier, Dills, which is assessing these these kind of strange inclusions that when you look at statistics may have a low played win rate. But you got to think about it in, in that you're probably playing this when you don't have a lot of other options. And it's a bit of a of a Hail Mary to see if you can just win a game that you otherwise probably would have lost. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because basically what you can do now with Shaman is like the, these buffs support each other right i think this is one of the reasons why these buffs are going to work out is is uh you know when you buff thunderhead it makes stormbringer already better right because it's a token generation and then you also then buff stormbringer so you're just like hey look like now they're now like they're both sweet because they just got slightly better and they were actually both like maybe kind of okay uh already and you've got yeah things uh kagadar and chad just said uh, soul of the Murloc, right? Because Soul of the Murloc just means your board will just stick around, right? So it's almost like you can run a, like a Bloodlust and a Stormbringer, and then like the Stormbringer is like a Bloodlust you can use when you don't just have lethal. Mm-hmm. Like you can just use it, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's like the deck just feels like... And, and, I, and I like it because I think Shaman was close, but not quite there before. The Murlocs obviously were were pretty good. But I think this brings a new archetype just into the mix, right? And I think that's what we want. We just want more more decks out there. So it's sweet. Yeah, I'm definitely it, excited to play some Shaman. I mean, if if these start 
if these stick around and, and especially kind of the control variants kind of shore up their win rate, like Shaman's second to what Hunter, as far as uh, viable archetypes that uh, will yeah. most likely net you a, a ladder climb. Did you see the, uh, the, they're calling it control Shaman. It's doom hammer, smash your face Shaman. <laughs> uh, but I played against this deck a bit too. And it's scary because you get that spirit of the frog out and then you just start spamming spells because you don't care. Right, you're just like I don't know. Just play them all because every time I play one, I get another one. Uh, and then it, yeah, t- with Rogue being a lot less uh, with the wa- well, especially with the raiding party and the waggle picks not being as prevalent, a lot of people aren't running the oozes and the Harrisons anymore. So suddenly, a Doom Hammer actually seems like a card you can play, um, and you can smash people in the face with it. So <laughs> pretty interesting. I'm glad you found that. I I, I hadn't seen this particular variant, uh, and I miss my Doom Hammer. There, there's a actually I'm looking at a different one where Doomhammer is literally the top of the curve. There's nothing past. There's no oh wow uh, Hagatha, <laughs> Stormbringer Hagatha Toads. Yeah, I thought yeah, you found it because we were talking about Stormbringer. Uh, that's that's great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that for yeah, that link in the cool. show notes. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, you, you, know, can, you can play that. You can play Shutterwalk. You can do Murlocs. You can do whatever. You know, it's like lots of different things to do with Murloc or with uh, Shaman. Yeah. Oh, I've, I found it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got it up right now. Yep, the, there you go. That's uh, the top cool. side of Doomhammer. It's got Zentimo in there, which apparently I still need to go craft myself a Zentimo. <laughs> I mean, you could probably get away without that, but Zentimo is pretty good for uh, Zentimo plus, you know, Hex or Zentimo plus Zap or things like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, multi-Hex. Mm, it's great. Sign me up for that. Uh, but yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I got wrecked by that when I was playing the, uh, the Mech Paladin. I was like destroying this shaman then all of a sudden zentimo plus hex and all my built-up magnetized dudes were all frogs now <laughs> and then they won't come back with kangor's endless army no, right? no yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah, totally destroys your entire game plan uh, everything that maybe i had done all that work maybe that's the answer we were talking about silence but maybe it's not silence maybe it is zentimo hex <laughs> yeah mages might start running like polymorphs and stuff polymorphs too, yeah if the stuff gets really out of control yeah. Uh, well, as for uh, Warlock and Warrior, I really haven't seen much with the cards that were buffed for them. Uh, Spirit Bomb, haven't seen it. Dr. Morgan, no. same for Warlock. Well, because Warlock, it doesn't play Control Warlock anyway, right? Everyone's just playing Zoo. So yeah. Spirit Bomb does not go in there. Uh, and Warrior was already good. And, and Warrior was fine. Like- yeah, yeah, they didn't create anything new, right? No. So, so it, it actually like it is true. It buffed Doctor Boom, but it didn't make those cards good enough to just go into the deck, right? So they don't show up very often, but they, you know, when they do show up, you're like, damn, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, but Warrior was already fine. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and as as I mentioned earlier, it does it really does feel like Bomb Warrior has has come out on top in terms of popularity. Um, that's how I was feeling when I was playing and just seeing Bomb Warriors, and then when I was checking out fan sites, uh, games played numbers. I mean, uh, Bomb Warrior is majorly more popular than Control. Yeah, it's probably the best deck right now. Mm-hmm. Very good, very very good. So. Although I think still the most popular deck is Secret Hunter, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Last I checked, if I was, you know, again, this is, you know, just replay, you know, they, yeah. but the, you know, they, they're usually a pretty, it seems like what we hear from the team, a pretty accurate representation of where the meta is at. Yeah. So you know, here's the thing though. I think that bomb warrior would be more popular than secret hunter. If it didn't have, uh, like four or five legendaries in it. Like, you know, it's like, I have all the cards. I also have to remember that not everybody does. And some people are like, I want to craft bomb warrior. I can't because I don't have like Dr. Boom and the other Dr. Boom. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm logged in my account right now. Nature Superplay. You can see how many cards I'm freaking missing. (laughs) Sure. Aliciana is another one. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm missing Aliciana because I uh, I dusted her because I just figured like I'll, if she if I need her again, whatever, I'll just make her again. But for uh, now, while, I can, after the while yeah. I can get the uh, refund, I'll uh, sure. get the dust. Uh, but yeah, I don't have either of the Doctor Booms, and uh, I also don't have Omega Devastator or Wrench Caliber, and those are epics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I wouldn't consider myself a budget player. I would consider myself a player with a Hearthstone budget. It's still a pretty sure. high budget. <laughs> And uh, and even I am like looking at Warrior like well it's never been it's 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 historically been probably my least favorite class to play uh, for whatever reason it's just never really uh, it's never been something I, where I'm like I have to play this with you yeah and more often than not it's the it's the, the archetype that makes me the angriest uh, to play <laughs> against and uh, and for some reason I just, I've always had a reaction where I don't I don't want to go play those things maybe the one ex- exception being Secret Paladin way back when. Thing. When I played against it, it drove me nuts, but I was more than happy to take it on ladder myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally haven't found playing Bomb Warrior or Control Warrior very fun at all. And to be honest, playing against them is not very fun at all either. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. like the deck to me that's like, eh, if this went away, I'd be okay with it. They need to make like a... I don't know, bomb sniffing dog or something (laughs) that like you can put in your deck and then you play it and it like removes two bombs or one bomb or something from your deck. Can it be Mm, a bomb sniffing amalgam so that I at least maybe (laughs) have hope for tribe synergy in other decks? Sure. (laughs) Uh, It'd be really gross for mech decks actually. Uh, But, but I'm thinking back to the days of crab and I was like, happy to run it in hunter because it still had beast synergy it was still a beast yeah and, and i didn't feel too punished for for including it in in that particular yeah. class but there, there has been some really interesting gameplay around the bombs in uh some of the grandmaster games i've watched where people like forcibly burn cards in their deck because mm-hmm. they know there's like eight bombs in there so they keep their hand foot at yeah because if your hand is full and you draw a bomb it doesn't go off it doesn't go off yeah yep. So it does create some like interesting gameplay mechanics, but like when it first was introduced to us and I looked at these cards, I thought, Oh, that's kind of fun. And now in reality, it's like, it's not really that fun. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's fun. I find the deck fun to play, but I don't find it fun to play against. So yeah, but I, I, mean, I like putting bombs at people's decks and having them explode. And I'm like, ha ha. Yeah. I know that like it's created these situations. He's good. And, yeah. It's created these situations in Grandmaster where that's admirable is like, oh, but maybe he draws three bombs in yeah. a row and he gets like really excited. I'm like, no one else is that excited about this. 
<laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, and I think I said this when we first started talking about Grandmasters after the first week when uh, Warrior was just all over the place and it kind of did suck to watch and be like, okay, well, if the deck is shuffled in this certain way, then this person's going to win or this person's going to lose. And like that, that just never feels all that great. Like it's fun when they explode every once in a while on ladder, but I, yeah. Yeah. I hate that it's good enough to be a competitive, not even just a competitive deck, but like the competitive deck. Yeah, it's basically, and the thing that's annoying about it too is I, I kind of envisioned the Bomb Warrior thing being um, like a tempo deck, but mm. basically they just put the bomb cards in the control shell. Yeah. And then they're just a control deck with some bombs. Yeah. And you're like, ugh, I can never <laughs> kill you. And eventually I will draw these bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's just Dr. Boom, though. If you just got rid of Dr. Boom, I wonder if the deck would feel this annoying to play against. That's a good point, because this is also the same episode where I said, please delete Brawl from the game. So, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I just... Um, is just, it the bombs, or is it the other stuff? Yeah, like, it, it, yeah. It, I think the annoyance of Dr. Boom is maybe magnifying uh, or amplifying my mm-hmm. my uh, exhaustion with well we should still... say boom the hero yes, <laughs> yes. Not, not the so boom that someone sorry oh. yeah i have to yes. specify dr boom mad genius yes um is is probably amplifying my exhaustion with cards like brawl and shield slam these these uh, control tools that i have been playing around since the beta mm-hmm. yeah but Blastmaster Boom is kind of sweet. It's just when Blastmaster Boom summons six Boom Bots and then they all have Rush because yeah. of the Mad Genius. <laughs> You're like, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Like a little too much. Yeah, endless anyway. rushing mechs is stupid. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that I was, you know, I was playing against a warrior the other day, and I was playing around Brawl the whole time. They never brawled me once, or no, I was trying to bait the Brawl. They never mm. brawled me once, and they still killed all of my stuff. Because all their mechs were removal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They were just, they just killed all my stuff without ever brawling me or without ever warpathing me. They killed like multiple boards. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is crazy. Like, how? How are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because all your mechs are removal. Yeah. And double removal too. Like, Dynomatic comes out, deals five damage, then a three four gets to like pick off whatever's left, you know? And probably still stick. Yeah. Pretty gross. Yep. It's pretty gross. Yep. So when I was asking earlier if we think we're going to make it to the next expansion without some adjustments, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> if, if we- I, I would really like to see, because I mean, again, with the whole um, Frozen Throne and all the hero cards, the Death Knights and stuff, at the time, Dr. Boom Mad Genius felt okay. But mm-hmm. now with all that stuff gone from standard, he feels way, way, way overpowered. So I'd like yeah, to, feel, it feels like him. he wins the game when you play him. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if you get it, especially if you get him on seven, like, yeah. Cause then you get the next 20 turns with that. Yeah. Bane hero power plus rushing mix. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this though. It's okay. Like I said earlier in the show, it's okay for things to be powerful, mm-hmm. but we, what you don't want is you don't want things to be, preventing other things from existing, right? And I think that's what the Control Warrior and the Bomb Warrior are doing, is they're making it so that you can't play some archetypes that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. You just can't mess with them because you just, you're going to lose against every warrior you play against, right? Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why like Mage is played a lot, because it can beat the Warriors. So 
it's like it's just defining the meta in a way I think Rogue was before. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see another mm-hmm. small adjustment. I feel like even if it was just like the first mech you play each turn has rush or something like that, Ooh. something to limit it just a little yeah. bit to bring it yeah. back in line. Like still keep the flavor, the soul of the card, mm. but you know, just, ah. just power Bro- level down a little. Broad's gone. <laughs> Tear their souls out like Shang Tsung. We can we can rip the souls straight out of cards at this point. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. That's why we're seeing buffs. It's it's because it's Broad and Young Wu are gone. <laughs> I tease. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's uh, that's gonna do it for the show. So anyways, we're at uh, almost two hours now. At the end of uh, talking about uh, the uh, how the buffs have kind of affected the game here in day one. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks again to our awesome patrons for supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. Go check it out. If you become a, ta- uh, a patron for TAC, you get access to things like the angry chicken discord, uh, which means if your discord is linked to your, your uh, Patreon account and you go and you sign up to be a angry chicken patron, you're just automatically added to that discord. It is like, it's like magic. Suddenly you're in a discord channel with a lot of uh, hearthstone nerds and us who are also Hearthstone nerds. I didn't need to specify that. <laughs> Anyways, go check it out. And you can go sign up for Taco, the Angriest Chicken Open. Uh, we're going to be doing it. It's not this weekend. It's the following weekend on Saturday the 15th. Sign-ups are open for everyone, not just patrons. But there's a sign-up link over on patreon.com slash TAC right now. Go check it out. Win yourself some card packs. Uh, huge thanks to our producers, by the way. So Jacqueline H, Sean C, and Cheesy Bob, thank you so much. For the support, we have t-shirts available over at shirts.amove.tv. So if you'd like to rock the Angry Chicken logo on your shirt or get jobs done in big Hearthstone looking lettering uh, and rock it at BlizzCon so that when I'm walking through with my uh, my overpriced hot dog, I can go, dude, I designed that. Yeah. Woo. Um, do that. Go to shirts.amove.tv. Pick yourself up some uh, tax swag. You can catch us live Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash TV. And this show and others like it are over at amove.tv. The website. Go check it out. You can get the whole back catalog of Angry Chicken. I'm not sure why you'd want to do that. Don't do that. But you can. <laughs> you know, go listen to episode one. Uh, hear how weird things were in the beta of Hearthstone. So, please, anyways. Please don't go that far back. <laughs> uh, please do. Please do. And tweet at TAC Podcast and at Joss Plays. Specifically at Joss Plays and let her know what you think of the first episode. No. Uh, before we go, uh, Dills, where can people find you? Uh, check me out on Twitter. I'm at Willie Dills and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills is where I'll be streaming uh, some of these new fun decks this week. I'll definitely try the Pogo Rogue. Maybe I should bring that to the taco. Yes. Um, <gasps> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Do that. Do All right. It. There you go. I'll, then I'll have to learn it a little bit, which means I will. Uh, I'll play it right now while I'm at rank five. How about watch, that? Watch <laughs> it. Everybody who you play against. They're just going to never draw their answers, and you're just going to yeah, win the tournament. Crush everyone with pokes. <laughs> <laughs> one, anyway, okay, yeah, so. I'm, I'm saying one rule for you though is that your alternate decks, so your secondary and tertiary decks, they have to keep the pogos. You're not oh, allowed. No, to I won't. Yeah, any yeah. other kind of rogue. You have to be kind of funny if they had to not have pogo. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the pogo will be pogos part must of all stay. Of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Jocelyn. What about you? Where can everybody find you? 
you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. Uh, also, this week, I'm going to tell you guys all to go and check out. I know that you're, you know, if you're listening to this, you're Hearthstone fans. But, you know, Rocket League is actually really super easy to get into. And it's kind of self-explanatory. It's cars trying to play soccer. So uh, this past weekend, I was working in Dallas and I worked for the Pro Circuit. So uh, it was really fun, really interesting, super intense games. Uh, so if you guys haven't checked it out, the VODs are on Twitch and also up on YouTube now. So, uh, yeah, I was in the credits. My name was in the credits. That's awesome. Very Congrats. That's <laughs> so, so, yeah, dope. go check that out. <laughs> That's great. Uh, folks, I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. You can find me on there rambling about all sorts of nerdy, nerdy things. Uh, I mentioned Aim of TV. Go check it out because there's a lot of other podcasts out there. If you like Heroes of the Storm, Into the Nexus is still going strong. Uh, let's talk about Star Wars. This is a Star Wars podcast that I do with Jenny Josephson and Tom Merritt. It's weekly now. We just put out a new episode. So you can go and get that. Plenty of other stuff. Go check it out. But until next week, job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yeah! This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. Uh, Was that even a yes? (laughs) That was a yeah.